Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We come to you with Calvary greetings and the living word of God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, Whoever of us praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Hallelujah. Spirit of living God is bestowed upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good tidings. God has sent me to Let us pray. Our loving Father and our God, we give you praise and adoration. We glorify your name, Lord. There is no one like you. From generations to generations, you are our God. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your might, Lord. You are God by yourself, Lord. If we have a thousand tongues, we cannot praise you enough, Lord. You created us for your praise and worship. Father, today, accept us and our praises, Lord. In this message, please glorify yourself. Let the whole world know that you are God. Let the gain of salvation for those who praise you be ours. In Jesus' mighty name, we have praised and prayed. Amen. The title of our message is Glorifying in God. Glorifying in God. Our lead text is taken from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 9. We read verses 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glorify in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glorify in his might. Nor let the rich man glorify in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Brethren, when you meet a rich man, his interest will be talking about investments and his assets in building and trades. When you meet an academician, 
The topic of interest will probably be the latest theorems and academic breakthroughs. It will inundate you with the number of technical papers published and these conference presentations. I was surprised once also when I sat with some traditionalists how they were saving money for rings that has the capacity to repel gunshots once you wear it on and so on and so forth. However, the Samis, like every child of God, must have a unique perspective to glorification. Psalm 86 verses 12 and 13 says, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy towards me, and you have delivered my soul from the death of Sheol. Whether things are looking good or when the atmosphere seems cloudy, the name of God should be praised. When King Solomon had the grace to build the temple for the Lord and he prayed at the dedication, fire came down. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 5, he recorded that King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. Wow! So the king and all his people dedicated the house of God. King Solomon was not mad, no. He knew the commercial value of these animals. Yet, he preferred to honor and glorify God with them. No wonder God made him the richest and the wisest man in his time. God delights and inhabits our praise. I pray that your life and my life will also be inspired that we will do much more for the honor of our God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. King David, after praying in vain for seven days against the loss of his son and the child eventually died, he went inside and changed his clothes and danced to glorify God. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20, it says, So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. God deserves our glorification at all times. He is our maker. He owns us. Now, those who have asked, who is God? In ignorance, some people have asked mockingly, who is God? Saul, on his way to Damascus, to fight against God, had this encounter in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 to 5, which reads, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, 
I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Maybe you two have been mocking God. I would like to know today, Lord, what do you want me to do? I have good news for you, like he did for Saul, after changing his name to Paul. You two can start today on a fresh note and do better even than the disciples like Apostle Paul did. Number one, seek God. Seek God. Desire to please God. Paul said, what do you want me to do? This is a confession of who is ready to serve God. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, it says, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. The grace to continually seek God and discover him and glorify in our knowledge of his discovery, God will grant it to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, Moses rediscovered himself after the experience of the burning bush. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, the Bible says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? God empowered him to do great exploits in granting freedom to his people. You can also do a lot for God in this rather perverse world. Your efforts can be helped by God to make a huge difference. Yes, you can. Number two, you must commit yourself to him. You must commit yourself to God. Follow him daily. God created us to follow him and learn from him. He created us for his pleasure and glory. He created us for himself and his purposes. Apostle Paul confirmed this in his epistle to the Philippians, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, which says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Do you seek to know more of him daily? If you know him, you will do his will. If you do his will, he will be your God. The book of John chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of his will, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Unfortunately, we have abandoned him and all gone on our different ways, seeking wisdom and knowledge. Remember, the greed for this knowledge was what led to the first fall of man. Where will man learn that our God is a jealous God, 
that only those who do commit all that they have and their time to God are his own. Are you of God? Number three, serve him. Serve him. To serve God seems a simple task until we realize that he has qualified those who can serve him. They have to serve in holiness. They have to serve him with joy because it's a privilege. They have to serve him in humility. They have to serve him in truth and in deed. They have to forsake every other thing and serve him. In Matthew chapter 19 verse 29, Jesus said, And everyone who has left his houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Are you still ready to serve God? Do you want a hundredfold joy and blessings? Do you value eternal life over the friendship of this world? The choice is yours, my brothers and sisters. In conclusion, brethren, let us continue to glorify in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are privileged not just to know him, we know his likes and dislikes. We glorify in the fact that we have also decided to dedicate ourselves to all that we please him. We are his children. Maybe you are knowledgeable about man and his environment that you are even confined with the title of a professor. Congratulations. That's good. If you also know God and you remain dedicated to him. But otherwise, it's vanity for you to be bragging knowing so much. Maybe you have written research papers about a particular disease. Knowledge is good and is enriching the world. The knowledge of that disease doesn't prevent that disease from still killing the experts in that particular disease. Many oncologists, for example, are still killed by cancer. Jesus loves you and wants you to know him so that you can fulfill the purpose for which he created you, serving him. I congratulate you as you start glorifying his knowledge today. It is the best for your life. I want to thank you for your patience and interest in listening to this broadcast. We believe you have been blessed. Please help share it with others. You can also listen to this message and other previous ones on our podcast streaming, good named Voice of Trinity. God bless you richly. Amen.
Christ will be glorified to Let us pray. Our wonderful Lord and God, we celebrate you and appreciate your loving kindness. We glorify you for your love for us, that you care about us. Father, from today, we will continue to seek you more, love you more, and serve you more. We will keep your name in our heart as gold. All our totality will be dedicated to you, Lord, until we see you in glory. We will not look left or right, but we will keep our eyes on you, Lord, as the author and the finisher of our faith. This and much more we know you will help us achieve through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.